So, this is my day 16 of my treadmill on the Camino. Following BK Lee from Korea on his day four. So I did the maths the other night, or the math, as you say in the States. And I realized, yeah, I've got over 160 of these to do. If I do one a day, I'll be finished by the fall. And if I do, you know, if I do one every second day, I'm into uh, just right to the end of the year. And I've been doing less than that on average, so I kind of realized I really got to do one a day. I missed this morning because when Camino, um, let's move the mic. I missed this morning because usual reason I was lazy. It's not just that, I gotta stop being negative. Um, it really is that decision based on, I actually go to bed early every night now, but I don't always get to sleep on time. And that decides everything. And uh, if I don't, when I wake up, usually wake up early enough, but it's like, do I need that extra hour or two in bed before work? And often I do, because in the end of the day, uh, the, the work has to get done. If I get up too early, do my Camino, I do feel great after, but then in the afternoon I'm flagging. So that's the call I gotta make. So I realize it's either do it, sorry, do it just before work, do it at lunchtime, which is tight, because it's an hour, or do it, um, straight after work, which is what I'm doing now. So I finished work, finish work at six. And it is the, oops, my headphones are slipping there. It's the 3rd of March, 6 p.m., just after. And really, it's gotta be one of those three slots. No messing about, no pushing it, certainly no pushing it later than that. That still allows time to shower, cook, eat, and write. Notice how I put write last. I mean, yeah, God. Like ideally I could get up at seven, get on the treadmill by say quarter past at the latest, and then still have, well, maybe half an hour of writing, you know, before work, but that's, it's not working out that way. Did some writing in bed last night, that's okay. I tell you, all my thousands of fans here, you better buy my book. And you're asking what's it called, I, I don't even know anymore. It used to be called, nah, not even gonna get into all the various titles for it. It's, uh, <laughs> it's going somewhere though. It's definitely not going nowhere. It's going somewhere. It started as a dream. Once again, I'm not going into details, but I'll give you an outline of the book started as a dream. From that, I reverse engineered a story out of which a character involved called Cormac Murphy. A few other characters evolved in his orbit, but he's still a work in progress. So, you know, I'll, fi I'll figure them out when I figure him out, but I'm getting somewhere with him. I have an image of him. His personality comes across in the voice. The story has changed. The start and the end will mirror each other, as often happens. But they may not involve quite the same event. Let me think about it. No, it's all up for grabs at the moment. Which sounds like I haven't a clue what I'm doing, but I wouldn't go that far. I'm letting the character... First of all, I let the dream dictate the story. And the dream, the story that I got from this dream, which involved my young hero scaling the Centrepoint building in London at the top of Oxford Street at the Tottenham Court Road end. Anyone who knows London would know it. That's, I can tell you now, 
He was doing it to impress his girlfriend. That's not going to be in the book now. But there is a... Okay. I'll, I always do this. I say I won't do something. I won't talk about something. I won't impersonate Elvis. I won't do a, try and do a you know, Geordie accent. And then I always try. I always do it. But the dream involved a guy scaling that A high building. And somehow I woke up and quickly after that, normally my dreams dissipate. That's pretty common, I think. But, um, oh, where's my phone? This happens every time I'm not carrying my phone. Okay, I have it. Just to count my steps. And I'm putting my speed up. Damn it, I'm putting up to 4.8. Let's live dangerously. Need to get some heart points here. So anyway, uh, where was I? I was on my treadmill, that's where I was, still am. Just about, still standing. I'm still standing, baby, after all this time. That sounds awful. One thing I know about singing, I'm not very good, but when you wanna try and you wanna hit the key, hit the notes, keep in key, you gotta, you gotta kinda go for it. I haven't had singing lessons, but I know that. You know, when you, it's like, it reminds me of, I used to play the tin whistle in school. Mrs. Quinn, my teacher, taught me. If you play the tin whistle meekly, the notes don't really form. But if you give it a good old blast, as we say here, it, um, it works better. It's just, it seems to me it's the same with singing. Someone might prove me wrong, but that's my experience. So if you try to sing and you're holding it in, it's not good, but that's as far as I go here. So no more Elton John impressions today anyway. Um, still practicing the ZZ Top song. Give me all the loving. I've got the basic guitar riff down, but can I play it 10 times in a row, totally perfect and clean? and damping the notes at the right time so that it doesn't turn into a muddy mess. Uh, no comment. I plead the fifth, but I'm certainly getting better. Now, I lost my train of thought completely, as usual. Where were we? I think I was about to... When Camino, I was about to say something profound. Oh, this guy has overtaken BK. He's got a big pack. Look at him go. Not quite like the Camino Terminator from my previous day walk. When Camino Mazaf beep. Not quite like him. I don't think the Camino has seen the likes of him before or since. Um, I gotta, gotta slow down because back to 4k I can think better at four kilometers an hour so we're still on relatively flat oh and the sun now he's walking out of the shade into the golden road lovely country lane it's kind of almost like the yellow brick road there's a yellowish light on the path there's again I'm looking on a phone with a, a sad lamp blurring in my eyes so. but it sort of reminds me of a country Irish road with lots of gorse probably isn't gorse no it's more green um, well I say Irish but sunnier and not raining otherwise it's exactly the same he said ironically um, oh I'm gonna have to backtrack completely. So, I was saying I have to do this every day. Oh man, okay. There was something I was gonna talk about. Oh well, I do know, okay. I know something I had lined up just before getting on the treadmill was to talk about my parents' little cat who never had a name really. Um, I, she lived about 19 or 20 years, 
She arrived at their house. I feel like I need to give her a name for the story. So I uploaded her onto a website called kittenwar.com back in 2005 when I was living in Canada. I had this little picture of her taken on a crappy little phone, pre-smartphone thing, really low-res image. I uploaded it on kittenwar.com. Check it out if it's, I think it's still out there. It's one of these old-fashioned websites. Um, it's kind of cute though, it's kind of addictive. Two pictures of kittens come up side by side and you vote for the one you like the best. And then it tells you like 60% of people agree with you or disagree with you or something. It's kind of pointless, but pointless yet addictive. <laughs> As if that's a contradiction. <laughs> Heroin, pointless yet addictive. I mean, I don't want to joke about heroin addicts, said he about to joke about, no, I'm not, I'm not, of course I'm not joking about addiction, but it's just funny that I said pointless but addictive as if there's any, as if that's a contradiction. You know, if you're sitting around trying to kick a heroin habit, are you really going it's pointless? I mean, at some level, that's part of the problem. But at another level, the fact you've robbed all your, you know, your parents' TVs and fridge and robbed their money and been kicked out of home and been incarcerated numerous times and caught various diseases. Uh, that's probably foremost in your mind. Although, the fact it's pointless I don't think that's that high up. Otherwise, let's face it, we all wonder what has a point and what doesn't, including, dare I say, life. So, yeah, pointless yet addictive. You could say that about, I don't know. Lost my train of thought there. Um, So my parents' cat, oh yeah, kittenwar.com, okay. Check it out. Pointless yet addictive, as, as I've already said. Um, I put her up there, she didn't fare well. It's the only picture I could find of her. She, she died recently is what I'm trying to get at. I'm telling the story, back to front. I'm telling the story like it's a Jean-Luc Godard movie. No, it'll make a little bit more sense than that, I dare say, but... Um, so she died. And she was an interesting cat. So, anyone who's followed any of these knows, I guess, I like cats. I love dogs, too. Um, just happened to have two cats at the moment. I had three. Billy came up in my first, on my day one. Uh, who no longer is on the planet. Uh, so my parents' cat. See, my I had Billy, Bobby, Billy, Bessie. All starting with B, all black and white. Two males, one female. Now I'm down to Bobby and Bessie. My parents, in my parents' house, including when I was a kid, we had lots of cats and dogs come through the house. And we never really named our cats. Buen Camino. But we named our dogs. I'll go up to 4.4 kilometers here, I think. Just now that I'm back on track. Ah, I got a 4.6. Why not? Let's live a little. Um, never really named the cat, so she never got a name. And the only time I named her was in 2005, when I put her up on kittenwar.com. I called her Ginger. Now she was more of what you call, I think they call a tortoiseshell cat. Um, it's that mixture of red, brown, black, gray, white, maybe no gray, all the others. Not the most aesthetically pleasing, you could say. I don't think she'd win 
competitions. She certainly, on Kitten War, she maybe got up maybe 40%, you know, respectable. But, so I called her Ginger then. When she first arrived, we had two other cats in the family home, black and white. And I sort of named Oscar and Ernest, but they didn't really have names. They were like gorgeous. They looked kind of like pedigree cats. They had, um, they had, they were black and white again, but sort of like, if you've ever seen a boxer dog, the markings were in that pattern. So both black and white. First of all, they were shaped. They were kind of thin and angular and their heads, from what I remember, were kind of a bit like Siamese cats. But then the markings were like a boxer dog, except for instead of tan and white, it was like so black body with a white chest or shirt, I think they call that. Um, some white on the face, I think, and white socks, white paws. I mean, just cute as anything. And then they used to, they were mainly outdoor cats, but they had a little homemade kennel outside. Maybe they came in a bit. Normally in the house I grew up in, it was outdoor cats. I've certainly, in my own house, broken all the rules because I'm crazy like that. Um, I'm a bit rock and roll when it comes to cats. And, uh, you know, I've just let my cats dominate me. That's what's really going on here. They got the run of the house. I'm just their lowly servant. So, Buen Camino, we've overtaken someone. There's lots of windmills in the distance. Bit of a Don Quixote vibe, I dare say. Though, they're more of the modern wind farm type. Not as romantic, one might suggest. So, um, where was I? Cats. They were beautiful. Yeah, I think they were both male. They just arrived at the house one day. They probably overlapped with another cat. There was lots of overlaps. And then this one arrived, Ginger, as I, we can call her. And um, we just noticed the food started disappearing quicker than usual. And then one day I looked out, I put out the food and then I peered out through the bathroom window. And sure enough, I saw we had this shed with one of those, well, it was an outdoor boiler house with a kind of, you know, a door that didn't go all the way down to the ground. Who slips out from underneath only this little tortoise shell kitten? or a cat. She was young at the time. I mean, she was always small, really, but anyway, she appears and she was, like I say, a mixture of black, white, ginger and brown all over the place. And uh, her nose in particular was a sort of ginger brown. That kind of stood out and it made it look, kind of, yeah, stand out bigger than everything else. So, Anyway, I would say it took months to get her trust. And I think how it works with cats, I've seen it here with my little Bessie watching me, learning from how I treat, treated the other cats. Like, she would have seen us when Camino, first of all, putting out food. That's a clue that we're the good guy. I mean, that's, let's face it, pretty high up on the pecking order. This is the, supreme being who gives me food. Although, I don't think cats think of us as supreme beings. This is the shapeless, this form that appears and puts food into a bowl. This is my servant, of course, that's how they see it. So, um, some say cats see you, see us humans, like their mother, whether you're male or female. Oh, look at this, sorry, I just opened my eyes. Now, there's a, oh, BK is groaning again. I'm looking at an umbrella, lovely, beautiful rainbow colored umbrella and a table serving food. And 
I've kind of lost track of where BK is because I think he missed a chunk from my journey. But let me see, what am I on? Day four. Yeah, and the second of our hour of day four. Oh no, that was on his right. I don't remember that one. There's another one I remember when I was... Where was I? He's turning all over the place. I don't know where I'm going anymore. In fact, the sun is to our right, which means he's going the wrong way. Oh, he's, he's turned around. I'm totally lost. So someone has left a table out with stuff, food stuff. And I guess... You leave what you want or something, a donation. I don't see anyone. Seems vaguely familiar. I saw a few things like that, I dare say, along the way. Um, I love the way I say, I dare say. I never say that in real life. I'm just uh, trying to sound proper. No, it, it reminded me of a stall I saw between, is it called Los Arcos? and somewhere else. The day I did the 45 kilometer walk in search of a young woman from Rome by the name of Julia, with whom I bonded over a little kitten of all things, just on the outskirts of Los Arcos. Oh yeah, between, met her between Los Arcos and Logronia. Thought I'd bump into her there, never did then decided, oh yes, I like her. <laughs> Why am I confessing this? I don't know. And then I walked 45 kilometers trying to catch up with her. I never saw her again. <laughs> Where's my violin? You can, if you have a violin, pick it up and play it slowly and mournfully. Yeah, just like that. Yeah, you got it. That's exactly it. Thank you. You nailed it. That says more than any words can say. Let's get the uh, van going on here. I'll put it on low for a moment. Need some water. Back to my parents' cat. So she arrived, and over time, it took months before you could even pet her. It's so cute. I mean, I've, my little Bessie is like, was like that too. And they just gradually let you pet them and gradually over years you can lift them up even. But she was still, right up until the last couple of years of her life, because then she graduated to inside my parents' house and she would jump up on your lap, but you had to be careful. Or PK is eating some fruit that he purchased from the table. Well, I hope he paid for it. I wasn't watching everything. Yeah, he went back. Maybe he went back to pay. He was guilt-stricken. <laughs> I'm only joking, BK. I'm sure you paid up front. <sighs> I'll go back and check the evidence later. If, if I think a crime was committed, I'll report you to the relevant authorities. It's out of my hands then. Putting the fan up to high here. How am I doing time-wise? I'm 23 minutes in, 24 minutes nearly. Could be worse. Um, my parents' cat. So over time, anyway, it's really in the last few years of her life. The other two black and white cats, unfortunately, died on the road. One of them died on the was killed on the road. And maybe the other went away and died. I don't know. There's been so many pets through that house. Home and through my own now. And uh, I love them all. Dogs and cats alike. But um so eventually it was just her. Let's call her Ginger. Yeah, then I went to Canada, I named her Ginger when I put her on kittenwar.com. Then I came back. 
I bought a house in Ireland and um, sort of settled here on the other side of Galway City from my folks. So anytime I'd visit, and then in the last few years, she came in, she was indoors a lot, but they'd leave her out at night in the kennel. She was getting old. Sometimes when my parents went away, I'd come and check on her, you know, for, stay a night there, give her food, let her out. And then I left her in for the night because I like spoiling her. And she didn't do her business inside, which was good. So I was saying to my folks, you gotta start leaving her in, she's getting old. Like, cats who stay out all the time live a shorter life. I've read that and I think it's true. And, um, but they still kept putting her out at night. And shortly after that, she, something happened to her. She got attacked. We don't really know. My mother phoned me, said she was, they thought she was dying. She was outside the house and just sort of outside the kitchen window, just sitting prone on the ground, like not moving at all. And couldn't actually see any sign of injuries. I came and I brought her into the vet and they couldn't see anything, but they said there was some inflammation on her back or spine maybe or something. They gave her some um, anti-inflammatories. I think she was brought home shortly after that. But then some wound sort of opened up. We don't really understand it on her abdomen that wasn't visible before and it just got wider and wider. And you could see through the abdomen wall. It, it, well, I don't need to go any further. It wasn't pretty. She was in pain and the, the light had gone out in her eyes like she was barely alive and brought her back. Vets did a great job. They kept her in there for maybe for a few days, maybe a week, and treated her. They never really figured out what happened. But then we brought her home, and my mother had to apply Manuka honey. Oh, Buen Camino. Yeah, I remember this place. To the left, isn't there a statue? So, so this looks really familiar. Okay, there isn't a statue, but there's something to look at over here. It's just... Oh, there's a dissolved. There is a statue. Hey, I'm not going crazy. Oh, it's sort of silhouette cutouts of soldiers and people on horses um, and donkeys or no ponies. I don't know. Uh, I do remember this. I just. Let me think. Yeah, I think, I do know, he must have been walking up, and we're up on a plateau. And shortly after this, there's a big downhill climb. Oh, and there's a dissolve here. And now we're somewhere else. Okay. Going from Alto del Perdón to Ortega. And uh, I don't know what's going on anymore and all will become clear. I, of course, if I studied briefly his videos in advance, God forbid I do that. Spent my whole life not studying. And look at me now, living the dream. A house, a treadmill, two cats, top of the world, mama. Why would I suddenly start studying? I might, I might break the magic spell. I think this is where he starts going down the hill. And if I remember rightly, I had my sticks at this stage, but my knees were killing me. And there was some place where I stopped. No, I don't think it was this hill. There was a bigger hill. I stopped and I went off the track, off the sort of path, as they call it, to get a meal. And someone had told me, my friend Emma, who did it, oh yeah, when you go off the path, you feel it. She's possibly more mystical than me, but I kind of felt it that day. And I do remember also having taken too much ibuprofen on bad advice from someone who wasn't a doctor. And uh, having to suddenly go in the middle of a vineyard. My apologies to the vineyard 
keeper. When I say suddenly go, I, I'm not talking about a number one. Which is which, actually? Number one. I think number two is the big one. That's the one I went for. I like to think I fertilized the grapes. <laughs> Don't know if I particularly want the bottle that maybe came from that particular vine. I suppose if there is such a thing as karma, I'd probably purchase it in the super value across the road from me. <laughs> I probably thought, hmm, something a little off about that wine. Mmm, taste of ibuprofen or something. Anyway. Who knows? I don't know where we are right now, in Spain or in my life or in my novel. Um, or in the story I was trying to tell you. Let's just keep it on the cat. So she had this really bad injury and honestly, the light was out in her eyes. I remember the first day she got that injury and my mother thought she was dying. She phoned me and she was crying. She said, I think the cat's dying. And like my dad was more of an animal person, is more of an animal person than my mother, as am I. But, and she wasn't a big cat person. She loved and loves birds actually. And she, anytime a cat killed a bird, she'd be upset, which is kind of sweet. And, but she, no, she grew to love that cat. So after that injury, the cat recovered and my mother had to put Manuka honey on her wound every day to help heal it. And she healed. And after that, she always slept inside. And she must have had at least a couple of years after that before dying. So only recently she, when I say died, she disappeared one night, then came back the next day, then disappeared two nights after and never came back. Prior to that, there had maybe been one night the last few years where she had done that. They do that, it's not so much they go away to die, I think, as they go away when they feel ill and then they die. Um, I sort of think I would have preferred if she died in her little bed there in the living room where the stove was still giving off heat throughout the night where she would sleep and we could have a little ceremony that would be nice maybe for my niece, Joyce. And for me, all of us, little ritual, but that's, she came, she left the way she arrived, you know, she arrived out of the wild and went back to the wild. And in the end, that's all of her stories, I suppose, you know, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. I don't mean to get morbid. It's actually beautiful in a way. Like I say about the happy, clappy atheist that I keep coming back to. If I were a happy, clappy atheist, I'd just sing about that. Hey, we all came from the Big Bang. We're all going back into the universe. I need to work in the melody. And the lyrics. But you get the gist. If, um, who would I like to write that? Who's the guy who wrote Glenn Campbell's songs for me? See, if, if I wasn't trying to remember this, I'd know it. Um, like, I am the lineman for the county. Can't even remember the name of the, is it the lineman or the linesman? Can't even remember the state or the county or oh. oh my god. I'm bad. And I'm not gonna sing the Michael Jackson song now. I'm bad. That ain't gonna happen. It's too high a key for me anyway. Yeah, I think the ZZ Top song. The, I'm learning the guitar a bit, but I think that key is too high, but I don't know. In the single Billy Gibbons 
sings it quite high, but I think I've seen him live singing it lower, or maybe in the same key. But can he really drop an octave? But then he's known for, you know, at the start of a lot of the songs, including Sharp Dressed Man, you hear the riff and then he's, oh yeah, you hear the deep voice come in. But then I think they're singing quite high. Legs are certainly sung high, and I'm not singing that here. That's uh, probably hasn't aged too well, that song. I think Sharp Dressed Man is relatively safe. Yeah, I think I remember this is a long climb down. And after this climb, I think I got to a village and everything was, the hostels were booked up and I had to walk another seven kilometers. I managed to phone ahead though and book a place. Oh yeah. Those were the days, my friend. We thought they'd never end. La 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 they said, what's her name? And I just said, Missy. So I sort of called her Ginger once and I called her Missy another time, but she never really, cat names never stuck in our house, my family's home. Um, gonna have some water here. Then I sent the picture after she passed, I sent the picture to my friend Andreas and he, uh, I called it Ginger Missy. And luckily he upgraded, upscaled it because it was like taken on an old pre-smartphone. When Camino, it was like 250 by 250 pixels. He, if you blew it up, it just looked really blocky. He upscaled it to 1200 by 1200 and it doesn't look blocky using some fancy gigapixel software which is great, and he's printed, I think, two copies. I think he might have framed them. He's sending them to me, and I'll give one to my folks. And I really should print a picture of my lovely Billy as well to put up here. But it'll be nice for them. I think if the picture was on a frame with a stand, one of those ones, I'd put it, there's a sort of dresser table just above where her bed was for the last few years of her life. She spent so much time on my father's lap though he'd sit there in the living area with the stove lit, watching TV or reading and the cat on his lap. She was a little thing. I used to visit there and you'd lift her up and she was only like less than two kilos. I think at the time we weighed her in the vet she was 1.5 kilos. By the end, she might have been one. You'd lift her up and she'd just purr. Just all the time. Well, she was always meowing, looking for food, water, or TLC. But yeah, you lift her up and she'd just cuddle into you and purr. So nice. And uh, um, when Dad would get up for breakfast, she would sort of stand, walk around his legs at the breakfast table. And then when he was on his favorite chair, she'd sit on his lap. It was so cute. And at the start of this whole COVID lockdown thing, I said, I, I remember talking to my parents through the window with a mask on, especially in the early days, although still now I try and, they've got vaccinated, so it's a bit safer, but best to err on the side of caution. And um, they, um, I said to Dad, does, uh, does the, having the cat help? She said, he said, yeah. Of course, pets are great company, and especially at times like that. My two are good for me, even though Bobby is bold. He is a brat, but you know, what can you do? 
So, yeah, we're going down a long hill. I think it gets steeper later on. And I think this was agonizing for me every step. So surely I get straight into heaven after this. Surely. I'd like to think. Okay, more water. I will go up from to 4.8. Um, might as well check my notes again. Email from work. I leave that till tomorrow. Used to be in the habit of reading after our emails from work. Not a good idea. Okay. Um, Camino topics. Happy clappy atheist. I still still on the list. We keep bringing it up, but we never get anywhere with it. CNN's coverage continues. I've done that. Long matches and tomatoes. Actually, kind of knock five minutes out of that. So I was shopping for my parents. This isn't even a story. This is scraping the bottom of the barrel, which could be a name for my podcast. So I was shopping for them. I do up my shopping list on Google Keep. I've mentioned that so much here that you'd be forgiven for thinking I, I'm being sponsored by Google. Google for all who needs and purposes. Give us all your data and we'll make your life easier or something. I need to work in that premise a bit. Um, so I, I do the shopping list. Say I, I, my mother phones me, I put her on speaker. If I'm on my laptop, I type it up and then it pops up on my phone. And I put check boxes on it, like I've done with my Camino list. So I do that for a shopping list, go shopping, tick them off as they're done. So. I was there, I did the last shop I did for them. There were two things left on my list that I didn't tick, although I got one of them. Anyway, they were left and there was long matches and tomatoes, or tomatoes, as my American friends would say. There's a mound on the left. Is that a shrine? Oh, no. no, see, I can't see right. There's just an arrow. Oh, you can go either way, I think, to the left or the right. And BK has chosen the left. Wise choice, my friend. That's reminding me of a point. Yeah, I met a Mexican woman, and at some point we went our separate ways. I went left, she went right. But that is after Estrella, after the doctor looked at my knees. So I don't think we've gone that far yet, unless there's a big gap. Um, so, no, this would have been my day four as well. Let me think. Day one, day two. This, oh, this would have been my day five. My day four was six kilometers or eight kilometers only. But he missed the chunk after Pamplona. It's not even here. So, anyway. Where was I? Cats, done that. Oh, long matches and tomatoes, tomatoes. I'll stick with tomatoes. And it was left on my list and I just thought that sounds like a poem or short story collection. Long matches and tomatoes. A haunting new book from James Finlan. From the mind that brought you Camino on a treadmill comes the haunting new memoir, Long Matches and Tomatoes. It's not so much haunting, it'd be more nostalgic, wouldn't it? Maybe I'll write it someday. I've left that list there on my phone. Okay, I didn't even get five minutes out of that. Oh my God, I've got about 15 minutes to go. Let's have some more water. I've ordered fish and chips for later from the local bar. Gotta start eating healthier. They do good fish and chips, I have to say. I mean, the new chef there in the forage is great. Proper hand-cut chips. And, oh, the fish is battered, but it's, you know, it's like fresh. The fish inside is fresh. The batter is crispy and not overdone. It's just an air in between the batter and the fish, as opposed to, you know, like dark brown burnt batter. That's 
been reheated in the microwave or something. No, it's not like that. And they do this chipper style curry sauce that again, I usually have a bit of that with my chips. And the next day I add it to something that I cook. I'm sure it's not haute cuisine, but I like it. Or we like it, as couples are wont to say. We like it. Oh, maybe someday I'll get to say that. It's a bit strange though. Couples who say that all the time. Do you ever notice usually one of them saying it? Usually the wife, I think. Oops. <laughs> I'm only thinking of one example in America. Definitely the guy was submissive. She would say, we like it, and I always felt like saying to the husband, well, Steve, what do you think? You're a bit quiet there in the corner. <laughs> Are you sure you like these uh, deep-fried locusts with uh, raw, live grasshoppers? Sounds like something from I'm a Celebrity, get me out of here. Yeah, maybe she was a, a winning contestant from it. No, they weren't eating that, that I know of. But yeah, we like it. I'm like, if you say that all the time, if one person is saying it all the time, the other person's keeping the trap shut, I'm like, mm, not so sure about that. I guess that's the weird thing about being a couple. Not that I know. Well, I could talk about me and my cats. They like, Bobby will want some of this fish without the batter, so yeah, we like it. <laughs> I am so full of SH1T that it's unreal. There has never been a person in the history of my, mankind as full of SH1T as me. That's like a, an inverse Donald Trump boast. Staying away from politics. Um, better have a look at my list. There's another guy in front. Oh, people are overtaking. BK is tired. Don't blame him. Long matches and tomatoes is gone off the list. Ayahuasca. Oh my god. Vision Quest Ayahuasca. I'm not getting into Ayahuasca now. I don't have time for that. Alter boy anecdotes. There's one. Uh, let me slow down to 4.6. Alter boy anecdotes. In my head, I think there's loads of them, but there's really only one I can remember. Myself, my brother Michael, twin brother, were alter boys at the same time. I used to be captain of the team. I don't know what that really involved, but I was. Yeah, felt good. The only captain of any team I ever was was an altar boy. Like, when it came to sports teams, I was one of the guys who'd be picked last. The little nerdy guy. You weren't, that doesn't even constitute being picked. It's like you were just picked by default. Or maybe sometimes I was second last, which would be, then that's being picked. And I suppose you could call that a moral victory of sorts. Maybe I laughed at the guy who was picked last. Said loser. I don't think so. Who knows? I tell you, here's one for you. I used to do swimming lessons. I won't name the teacher, but she. Uh, I was a terrible swimmer. Maybe I've told this already. I was just an awful swimmer. And um, one day, I just. I feel maybe I should have got better tuition, but let's blame it on that. One day, some guy wanted to quit swimming. Listen to this. Get, have your violins at the ready, okay? Uh, if you don't know how to play the violin, you don't have one, pause the podcast, go out, uh, purchase the violin. Doesn't have to be a Stradivarius, but you know, one that can hold the tune. Look up some YouTube lessons. All you need to learn is a kind of mournful dirge. Is that the word? A mournful tune on the... Let's call it a dirge. I like the sound of that. A dirge. That reminds me of a line from one of my favorite old B-movies, Detour. Always was something about the same tune playing in the jukebox. But it wasn't a tune. 
It was a Deutsch. I don't think he said Deutsch. It was a Deutsch. It was a Deutsch. Tom Neal was the actor in case. N-E-A-L. T-O-M. In reverse order. Ended up murdering his wife, I think. Um, film directed by Edgar G. Ulmer, who I believe was an escapee from Nazi Germany, I think. There was like Ulmer, Billy Wilder, uh, Fra what's his name? The Metropolis guy. Fritz Lang. The Germans, I mean, early German expressionist cinema, wow. They brought all that to Hollywood, all that, like, beautiful lighting. So anyway, but Ulmer, like, made cheap B-movies, but they were pure poetry. Ugh. Detour is one of his most famous. And, you know, he just used cheap backlots, recycled sets. Uh, actors, unknown, relatively unknown actors. Cheesy, bad makeup. Ugh. I just create poetry out of it. Detour. It opens with the line, what's it, have you, have you ever wanted to forget something? Actually, that's all I remember of it. I wrote down bits of it. I used some bits of it in my novel when I was stuck, quoted a bit from it. It's always handy when you're stuck. A little beginner's tip there. If you're stuck in your novel, just have the courage to quote something from a movie. Especially um, one that I think is out of copyright. That's another little tip, little legal tip for you. But, uh, dirge. Oh, back to the story at hand. So, I was telling you to get your violins ready. Okay, are you back? So it's probably three months have passed. You've gone away, you've purchased a violin. You looked up some cheesy YouTube lesson. Ah. YouTube lessons, don't get me started. Like, I do video editing. And just today I was looking up something. You know, how to do something. I'd upgraded to the new version of software. Something wasn't working. So I look it up and always what comes up first is video suggestions. And I always skip them. I'm like, no, just give me some dry text that I can scan quickly and find the button I need to click. But I accidentally clicked on the video. And this guy just comes on, he spins around in his chair. Hey, what's up? I'm like, oh, click. <laughs> I won't say what I said to him because I'm trying to keep the podcast clean. But it was like, hey, what's up? No, beep, F off. So we never know. Maybe he had some real nuggets of wisdom, but I'm just like, when I'm looking up stuff, I, I just am not, I have no time for a, hey, I'm Skip, and uh, welcome to my video, and while you have time, click right down there on the comments column and the subscription column, and blah, blah, blah. Great to see you, and I'm like, no, no, F that, just, I just, if the video was, hey, you're looking how to do this, okay, here's how to do it, okay, goodbye. Prob I'd probably subscribe to that mofo but yeah it's just all this hey I'm a great guy and hey thanks for visiting I'm like far too uh, jaded for that and then you see the comments in the columns I'm like one of them was saying hey this was another video I looked at for the software I use which is called DaVinci Resolve oh, you see use Avid a lot it seems I'm using this Resolve more, and uh, God, I'm turning in as I'm as boring as the guy in the video, but without the personality. Um, but then the columns, like some guy was saying, "Hey, this got some real dope new features, or some sick new features," and I'm like, "A, I don't share this guy's enthusiasm because he's half my age, and B, I don't even understand his use of the English language." That's when you know it's time for a career change. It's moments like that you think, hey, well, I've got a treadmill and a, and a sad lamp and two cats and a working internet connection. Why don't I walk the Camino on a treadmill and record my thoughts? 
you know, if I went to a career guidance person, I don't think they'd come up with that. But if I told them that's all I've got, they'd be like, hey, it's something. It's more than I've got, they'd say. So I've really gone off on a tangent. Yeah, so, okay, you've been on your video. You looked up the guy, hey, so you want to learn how to play a mournful dirge on your, on your fiddle? Okay, well, click down the subscribe column there and let's get going. Okay, so here we go. This is a violin, blah, blah, blah. But which stage? I'm like, oh, F this. Ah, just show me a manual. <laughs> Tells me what, where to put my fingers. Okay. So you got the violin. Get your dirge ready, because apparently I had a mournful story to tell. Oh yeah, swimming. Oh my God, I've only got four minutes left. So, I might elaborate tomorrow on it if I'm, if I'm stuck. So I used to swim, I was crap. Then, one day, I remember I used to go swimming, actually. My mother gave me this Johnson & Johnson baby shampoo. And there were other tough guys, I was just thinking this today, who had this clinic shampoo. I don't know what it was, but I was like, oh, I want clinic. Look at me with my Johnson & Johnson, no more tears, baby shampoo, you know. I never got the clinic shampoo. Like even as an adult, I never bought it. Maybe, I don't think it exists anymore. If I see it, I'm definitely buying it. And I show it to my mother, hey, look what I've got. <laughs> You can't stop me buying clinic shampoo now. <laughs> I imagine that's the least of her worries. I put her through worse than that. <laughs> I've certainly bought worse than clinic shampoo. And not in a shop either. Oh, oh, he said too much. Okay. So, I was swimming. There was a guy who was equally crap. Actually, no, hold that thought. Who wanted to quit? So she said to him, well, before you quit, because he was, oh, no good. Uh, what does she do? She calls me aside after class and she gets me to swim, not even the length. I mean, forget about lengths. She gets me to swim a width over and back with this guy. And of course he trounced me. And then she was like, okay, so you see, you're not so bad to him, right? This is the story of my life. I get this crap all the time. Why, you ask? Because I take it. I'm not taking it anymore. I should look her up. Oh, God, love her, I don't know. I have a feeling she's not still with us. No, I, th I, I, I think, yeah, I think she, anyway. Obviously, I'm not against her. Well, I am a little, <laughs> but you know, it's like, that's my story. So, if you got your violin ready, give me the dirge now. Um, I'm not gonna, I can't even hum it, how does it go? But you know, a few sad notes, mournful, even if they're out of tune, kind of suits. So yeah, I don't know how I got onto that, but you know, getting picked last on the team and then getting chosen as an example to show some guy, no, no, you're not crap, this guy's crap. And then in my memory of it, he's all kind of cheered up, though. okay, I'll keep swimming. And she said nothing to me. I just sloped, that's a bad verb. I'm trying to use an active verb here. Anyone is into writing this, hear about active verbs. I can't just say I went back to the shower. I slinked, I slunk back to the shower. Slunk, is that even a word? Anyway, I, uh, I'll come up, see why it takes so long to write my novel. <laughs> I, oh damn it, I went back to the shower, I give up. And uh, and I washed my hair with the Johnson & Johnson shampoo. And all I can say is, it said no more tears on the bottle. But I found the tears somehow. <laughs> Cue violin. I found the tears as the other guy, let's call him Peter who had beaten me in the swimming competition, washed his hair with clinic shampoo and grinned maliciously at me. Maliciously, uh, oh, that's not a great word. Anyway, as I cried ruefully, 
my bittersweet tears. No, they weren't bittersweet, they were just bitter. Okay, anywho. Oh, I gotta stop saying anywho. 10 seconds left. So here we are walking along flat plain as hill seems to be over. Somewhere between Alto del Perdón and Uterga. Uterga. I'll put the violins down, that's enough of that. Okay. And I have gone over two hours. Okay, so I'm into over an hour and waiting for my treadmill to hit 4.6 kilometers. Okay. I am done. Over and out. Uh, see you all tomorrow. And, uh... Hopefully you won't cry yourselves to sleep. Ugh.